when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. This week's episode is a little different, and it's actually a replay of a recent live Q&A that I did in a weekend retreat for TPT sellers hosted by Misty Miller. So I'm going to 
do a little replay of some really great questions that TPT sellers had and my responses to them. Most of what I talk about is related to product listings. So this is a really great live Q&A that I'd love for you to listen to and take heed of some tips I have for you. So without further ado, here is that Q&A. I'm going to just quickly chat a little bit of um, my session that was in the portal this weekend. So my session was mainly about product listings. I shared some common mistakes that TPT sellers mostly make um, regards relating to product listings. I also shared with you my mistakes that I've made. I've made a lot along my journey as a TPT seller. Um, and then I just talked about, you know, some tips on product list or product covers and thumbnails and previews, titles and descriptions. But one of the main things, you know, somebody who I love designing things. So, um, a big thing in my store and what I like to share with other TPT sellers is that, you know, like how, how you showcase your resources is going to make or break a sale. That's just what it comes down to. If you know, if people are in the search results and they, you know, they like what they see, they will click or if it's intriguing to them or if it, you know, is exactly what they're looking for, then they're going to click on it. If it's um, really hard to see the pictures of what's in the resource or it's not descriptive enough, it's going to be very hard to convert buyers because they're not really sure what they're getting. So that's why I'm a big fan of, you know, how you showcase and attract your ideal teacher customers, how you are, um, you know, showcasing the actual resource through photos, the designs you use, the colors, um, the fonts you use. It all comes together uh, through branding and it's what helps you, you know, convert buyers. So I'm going to go ahead and start, um, let's see, with some questions. She says, your store is gorgeous. What advice do you have about optimizing your store's appearance over time? That's a pretty good question. I'm sure if, you know, maybe you've been around and heard of TPT back in 2013 or 14, the covers looked very, very, very different. The style looked very different. There was more chevron. There was more polka dots. There was more cutesy little, you know, clip art. You know, that's not as prevalent now, but it is definitely something that is part of, as a business owner, you're always trying to stay current and relevant. So that's why you see big brands out there like McDonald's and Target change frequently, not frequently, but over time, you're not going to see the same logos um, for Apple, for instance, as you would now. Apple, they used to have that rainbow striped. That's when they first started. Now it's more of that classic, you know, that clear grayish neutral icon that we know. But just um, being able to just think about the current trends. There's, if you look pretty much everywhere, um, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of stay on top of the trends, but um, just being informed about what's appealing to customers. So like Chevron, if you're seeing some Chevron covers in your TPT store, you might have to take a look at, you know, changing things up. Um, my, so that's one of my, you know, advice as far as that, but um, I just, what I do personally, uh, 
with my store is just stuff that appeals to me. I kind of look around. I see that, you know, a lot of bright colors stand out to me and personally being a buyer on TPT. And so that's something I want to implement. But of course, in my own way, I'm not trying to copy anybody's colors or styles or anything like that. I take what I love personally that I think would attract my ideal teacher customer and then I make it my own. So one of my big, I guess, you know, things is my gradient. You'll see my gradient, my rainbow gradient pretty much everywhere. I don't anticipate in 10 years the rainbow gradient is something that's going to be, you know, in style and I will change it to something else. So just depending on the trends of what is appealing and what's not, that is going to kind of drive what I'm going to change design wise. So definitely, you know, don't always think, okay, these are my covers for my brand. This is the style I'm going to go with. It's set in stone. I'm done. Like, I don't have to change up much. Maybe you have some neutral colors. Those are pretty, you know, with with a nice bright photo. That's going to last pretty, pretty for a while. But eventually there's going to be a time that comes where you're noticing that it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit out of style or it's not really relevant design wise. And that's when you're going to have to take a look at updating it. So just thinking about, you know, if it's even even thinking about like maybe your brand is going in a different direction. Let's say my brand right now, my brand is very fun and bright and vibrant. Maybe I want to tone it down and get a little bit more serious. I'm not going to get serious. I'm too fun for that. No, but um, so then I, that would mean I would have to go through and start revamping and changing my fonts and colors and all of that. So just thinking about that. So hopefully that answered your question. I did, a, I rambled a little bit, but hopefully that answered your question. All right, when you do the store branding, do you help people choose colors? I can't seem to settle on a color scheme. I tend to want to change my brand every three months, every three months. Yes, it's even as a designer, it is kind of tempting to like always want to, you know, always change things up all the time. And so I have to restrain myself sometimes of like, okay, it's fine how it is. This is, you know, it's getting conversions. This is doing well. So just thinking about, um, you know, you don't, it, as tempting as it might be to change all the time, it's best to stay consistent with what you have for now until maybe um, it's just doesn't look as current or relevant or it's not standing out as much. Maybe it's looking a lot like a, lo a lot of other TPT stores. If you feel like you're not standing out, maybe that would be a time to change. But as far as colors, I, oh, I do have a blog post about this, about how to pick your brand colors. You are thinking in terms of, you know, what it's all, it kind of all comes together brand, like brand wise you're thinking about um, your personality traits. Like what, what main three adjectives describe your brand in general? What problem or who is your niche? Who are you targeting? Are you targeting high school teachers? Or are you targeting primary elementary teachers? And then based on that, thinking about, um, and in combination with a few other things, thinking about what colors might attract your ideal teacher audience. But in general, your brand colors shouldn't really change very often. But the style, your design of your product covers might change or your previews might change. But in general, um, you should probably keep your brand colors a little consistent. But maybe in a few years, you can revisit, you know, the colors you want to use 
or maybe you want to add colors, take out colors. How much time would you give an update before you feel like your store is too mismatched? So that is, um, you know, it really depends. It depends on, um, there's no like, okay, every two months I'm, I, it looks mismatched, so I need to check it. I, I like to check it, you know, personally, at least just once a year, once or twice a year. Twice a year is like my like maximum. I don't really like to spend too much time making sure my product covers are matchy matchy. I, um, it kind of, my style evolves as I'm, you know, I'm still improving and getting better in how I create my product listings for my store. And sometimes I switch, I like to, you know, I don't have a set one cover template for my store. I some I sometimes have a product line that looks different than another product line. But the what how what is in common are the fonts that I use, the colors I use, but as far as like certain shapes and having, you know, something in the same place for every single co uh, cover in my store, it it varies. And I like the variety. Some people, you know, it it's up to you though. Some people like to have one template for their all their, you know, all their resources, and that's fine too. It's it's up to you. Some people like to have a variety of different templates that they use. So um, just think in general, a lot of people are not gonna, a lot of people are finding your store through the search results. Um, it's very, you know, unless somebody follows you and, you know, has a set of resources they wanna come back for and buy, that is, it's not something really to worry about as far as, um, you know, being mismatched as much. But if you, it just depends on your style. Like if you want every product cover to match and all of that, that's fine. Or if you want your store in general to match, that's fine. The one thing that does matter is just if it, you know, if it isn't matched, how, how does it come together as a whole holistically? But in general, I wouldn't worry too much about like being super mismatched because most people find your resources in the search results anyway. All right. I'll also give out some common questions that I've heard about. One of them being blurry thumbnails. I know that's like a common, you know, thing that has been happening across the board. And this is because it's, if you see like, if you think you're seeing things like, no, it, it there is some blur to the thumbnails you upload. And this is usually because TPT compresses, um, when they're, when you upload images, TPT, automatically compresses the images to make their site run more efficiently. Um, so, and also to prevent, it's to help you, it's to prevent people from trying to take a screenshot and printing out your resource. So um, there are a couple things that you can do to kind of alleviate the blur, but it's not gonna 100% go away. One thing is just to make sure your thumbnails and covers have enough contrast so if you have a white background, typically a white background with a really bright or, you know, a dark color like black or a bright hot pink or something like that, adding contrast can help it um, help the blur less, you know, make it as not as bad. Another thing is to make sure that images you upload are at a 300, at least 300 um, DPI. And so, so high resolution is important in that. And that, and I've, I've like done it with my, like I've uploaded product listings for my clients and I've seen the difference. Like there was one, I, 
you know, I thought it would, you know, the file size, it, it was under the limits, but it just came out really blurry. But then I made sure to make sure the DPI or the, you know, the resolution was higher and that made a ton of difference. So it was, you know, it's, it helps. It's not a hundred percent. Um, if you are a PC user, I think there's a, there is a way to, I might have to look up the link, but there's a way to change your, um, export settings in uh, through like you have, there's, there is a tutorial. If you look up, um, PowerPoint export resolution settings, there is actually like Microsoft has a step-by-step -step way you can do that. With a Mac, it's a little bit trickier because they, the, you know, the way that they store files is a little bit different. So what I've been using recently that's been a lot easier is I save all my listings as just one PDF file. And then there's a website called hnet.com and you can convert PDFs to JPEGs and it will, you can change the resolution of the qual, you can change the resolution at, you know, 300 DPI and then you can convert it. So that's a workaround I've been doing that's helped a lot, especially when I'm doing some, um, you know, branding for my clients. So that helps. What advice would you give us about things you learned since you've been selling in TPT to increase followers and reviews? So one thing I've, I've you know, with some background, if um, you haven't watched the session yet, I've been on TPT since 2013 been on TPT. I uploaded a few resources when I first started. I um, kind of left it at that. And, and, and I was, you know, always active on TPT buying, but I was never really an active seller. It was just kind of like, oh, I have a couple of resources. They're up there. You know, I would get some sales every month, get some money every, you know, here and there. And then it wasn't until 2020 when I started taking my business seriously and i actually started you know giving putting some effort into it so um when i started my um active selling mode in 2020 i think i had maybe 48 followers um less than 100 reviews not very i mean people were reviewing and i have you know i had five star reviews and all of that but um it wasn't a lot and so my best advice is just to be just putting yourself out there. Um, I put myself out there on social media. I put myself out there by applying to um, have my resource featured and seller spotlight. I there was just a lot, like a lot of ways that I was trying to market myself, my brand, and that kind of had helped. Another thing that helped is just putting out. Um, not trying to, tr you know, churn out more resources. I didn't have the time to do that. I was still full-time teaching, but just making sure my product listings were optimized as far as when somebody's typing a resource that they need, um, does like, where does it show up in the search results? Does it capture their attention? Do people want to click on it? So that's kind of another thing. Um, another piece of advice is just know the type of resources you want to sell or not want to sell, but should be selling that your, your niche is looking for. Um, one way to do that is just to take a look at what has been selling well in your store. Think about how you can create similar product lines along those lines, because it's obviously something that's interested or that 
you know, people are interested in. So for example, um, and it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a crapshoot. You really don't know until you put it out there what works and what doesn't. For example, when I first went active, one of the big things I started putting out was a um, daily language grammar resource. And uh, I, I don't know, I'm never, I, that was probably the most, the longest, tedious, that was just, oh gosh, I never want to think about grammar again. But much, you know, of course, it sold really well. And so based on that data, I've had, you know, not had to, I mean, I'm happy to help because that's what people need, but I've created more grammar resources based on that. And those grammar resources have been doing well. So, um, you know, having, I guess, just easy to implement grammar lessons that are aligned to TEKS for Texas and also are for grades three through five, it's just seem you know, it, people seem to gravitate toward that, towards my store. And that's, you know, over time has led to more followers, led to more reviews of my resources. So, um, that's just my best tip is just to get yourself out there and really think purposefully about, you know, based on your data, what's working well in your store. Um, you're never gonna know unless you put it out there. There's been some product lines that I put out there. I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be a great product line. People are gonna love it. And crickets, you know, and that just means I'm not gonna make more of it, but that's okay. I'm still gonna, I, you know, of course I keep it up there cause it does make some sales. Just sometimes it doesn't take off as much as you think it will and that's okay. Um, so that's just my best tip on that. All right. Something to think about as far as, um, you know, the search results and what people gravitate toward. You, you possibly might be um, someone similar to who you sell for. So for instance, I'm kind of my ideal teacher customer because I am a third through fifth, you know, I teach, I've taught upper elementary all these years and I mostly taught ELA social studies. So I kind of have an idea of what, you know, sometimes I create resources based on what I couldn't find or didn't have enough, um, you know, support in. One big thing in tech, I guess I shouldn't, you know, be a blanket statement, but I know that it was very hard to find Texas social studies resources like that are specific to the TEKS because it's very unique and that like specific things that we have to teach them. And so based on that, I've, you know, that's part of like what I'm working on right now is making sure that in my store, I have resources for what I needed in the classroom. So that's, you know, making more of Texas social studies resources is something that I plan on doing. And then in general, um, you know, that's part of what I always like to think of is what am I appealing? Um, what do I appeal to? So um, one thing I appeal, like what I will buy is if I see a lot of photos, like I see a product cover with a clear, crisp photo, it's bright and colorful, it stands out against the white background, that's appealing to me. And so, you know, if I'm trying to attract my ideal teacher customer, I want to make sure I incorporate that in my graphics as well. And, you know, of course, making it related to my brand. But I am always, you know, I always love seeing pictures. It's descriptive. 
in the preview, it's descriptive in the description, but as far as design-wise, if it's something that looks like it's been there for, like it hasn't been updated since 2015, um, I, I'm less likely to buy it, unless it's something that I see like, oh yes, I really need it, but I'm more likely to um, buy or pick something out that looks like it is has been updated it's with the times it's not something that you know i have to change out because it says like 2016 or 2017 it's something that's it it's going to um be relevant to the students site that i'm teaching so that is that's just something i always consider is i am actually my ideal teacher customer so i always want to keep them and myself in mind when i create resources and create product listings do you have any insights on selling grades two through five science resources on TPT? So I guess, you know, thinking about um, what's out there as far as, or thinking a, a couple of things, what you're good at, what you, you know you're good at as far as, you know, the type of science resources. Do you wanna make it very simple, like teacher lessons, do you want to have it to be a whole unit or do you want it to be labs that you're creating for teachers? And then also think about like what teachers are looking for, what they need as far as um, in the market out there. So not, not saying like go out and, you know, find what other people are doing and make your own version of it. Think about more, think of, think more about, um, what you can do as far as contributing to something that may not be out there it might be a little maybe there's a couple out there or you know there's some out there but it's it's there's something where you can kind of make it your own as far as like i don't know making it a digital lab or digital um i interact something as interactive as possible I would think also teachers now want something that's easy to implement. There's not involved. It's not involving a lot of cutting and gluing and all of that. They just, something that they can easily assign maybe digitally or something they, they can easily glue in their notebooks and take notes on. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I, my niche isn't science. So I, I don't really, I can't really speak to exactly what they could, you could do, but just think about what you're good at. Are you good at, you know, in the classroom, if you were in the classroom or currently are in the classroom, um, making guided notes for all the different science topics. Are you good at labs for all the different science topics or some type of um, review game or test or something like that? Think about that if you're not sure on um, the type of resources you wanna put out. Thank you guys for coming and I'm so excited that we've had this you know really great retreat I guess that's it all right I personally love listening to live Q&A's even if I don't ever end up asking a question I love listening in because more times than not a question somebody else has is something that I have and I love hearing um, other TPT sellers takes on it and their opinions and so that I can form my best opinion to move forward in my own business. So I hope that the live Q&A um, replay was super helpful for you and your business as well. I have a creative action tip, of course, as always. 
And that is to take one of the tips that I have and implement that into your business, whether it's about really making those crisp PNG files or just anything else I mentioned about having your branding or your product listings. Make sure you take that and use it into your business. Well, that is the end of today's episode. I will see you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.